Welcome back. It's another episode of Kiddush Club News for Jews. We have an exciting podcast coming at you today. What do we got? Okay, we got to start with the elections. The elections are over and it's official. The Republicans have taken the House. The Democrats have maintained control of the Senate. Nancy Pelosi is out of a job. No, she's not out of a job. <laughs> she's not running She's again, not right? running. She's not running for leadership. She's not running for leadership. She'll retain her seat. I'm not going to miss in her. The House. That's not what you told me before we started recording. <laughs> You have to take that out. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch McConnell is going to be Senate Minority Leader. Kevin McCarthy is most likely going to be House Majority Leader. And yeah, so it's basically everything's going back. It's like a reset. I know. I don't don't care that much. To me, I don't care. I'm going to be happy not having to see Nancy Pelosi at press conferences. That's the only thing that that I'll enjoy. Again, it's not what you told me before. Also, Lee Zeldin, who lost his New York bid, is on the shortlist to possibly head the RNC. That's exciting to me because it's not usual that we see somebody that lost an election stay in public life. So I'm happy because I know he's a good guy. Yes. Well, talk, talking about Lee Zeldin, I don't know if you saw this. So the New York Times po- tweeted... And uh, they were retweeted. You know, they've been covering their the, their hit pieces on the yeshivas, right? You know about that. I we, do we know about it. that. And I, I was getting that link that said, like, share your experience with the bingo, yeshivas. Bingo, bingo, So uh, an, an, another guy tweeted, he retweeted New York Times. He said, please help us report on education in New York's Hasidic community and other Orthodox Jewish communities, including Rockland County and Curious Joel. Share your experience here. So they're trying to write another hit piece. Right. And then, no, no, no. I They want bad stories. Do they? Yes. Really? Yes. That's what they want. That's I just, what they want. I feel like they yeah. just want fair coverage, maybe. <laughs> maybe they just want fair coverage. Because, <laughs> because I was getting in the WhatsApp, everybody's status, every group, share your experience with Yeshiva, right. you know, bombard the New York yes. Times with yes, positive because, experiences. Right, because they're, they're planning on doing another hit piece. So they want people to give their, you know, nightmare well, if stories. If that's really what they're planning, why go out and do a poll? They're not doing a poll. They're, they're asking people, give us your horror stories. They didn't say horror. Just share well, your they, experience. They, they, everyone on the, they, they know that that's what, what it is. So Zeldin replied and said the following. He listed four things. He wrote, number one, yeshivas proudly teach right from wrong. Number two, their students have very high attendance rates. Number three, many students continue their education. Number four, yeshiva graduates live law-abiding lives almost entirely. Looking forward to you including that in your hit piece. Wow. Well so he's done. expecting... The hit, the hit yeah, piece. obviously we know we know the times we know where they come from. They, I mean, even if you're not on the right, we know the New York Times is not good to let's say Israel. We know that they're very critical. It goes all the way back, even during the Holocaust. Do you know that during the Holocaust, they used to put the Holocaust stories on like page thirty-six. Really? Yeah, yeah. Go look this up. The New York Times, which is owned by Jews, I mean secular Jews, but yeah, they're they're terrible. But the biggest news, obviously, was this. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. All right, it's official. That happened. It is official. <laughs> I, I don't think he has the same steam behind him. No. i really be no, honest. I agree. I agree. I mean... And also, Ivanka bowed out. Boycott. I don't know boycott. if it's a boycott. She's like, I love my I father. I love my father. <laughs> How much do you love no, him if you're not there's coming? There's no way I mean, I'm getting on. involved. And it no was way. a small venue. It was only a thousand people there. Jared was there. But Jared's suspiciously quiet. He's always suspiciously quiet. Right, that's he true. He never talks. <laughs> He's not a very talkative person. You have to hold a gun to his head. Trump wasted no time during his uh, announcement to call out Biden a bunch of times. Now we have a president who falls asleep at global conferences, <laughs> was held in contempt by the British Parliament over Afghanistan. Thanks to the words of wisdom, he said thank you to the wrong country for inviting him to a major summit on the environment of all things. They fly for days to get there, and then he calls the country a name that was actually a country on another continent. (laughs) And he's leading us to the brink of nuclear war, a concept unimaginable just two short years ago. 
I think he's taking for granted the fact that he's going to get the nomination. For sure. Because he's fighting sure. Joe Biden, and he, he won Joe Biden already. You know, no, it, he lost to Joe Biden. I know, about? I understand, but like, I feel like it's beating a dead horse. Everybody knows the situation. Yes, you're not. Yes. you're not getting more points by just by continuing, Joe Biden. Right, yeah, continuing agreed. to bash him. Agreed. So, so Shapiro needs- always says, with Trump, everything's baked into the cake. We know, we know everything that you. We know that what he is, and with Biden, I would say it's the same thing. We know, we know he's not all there. We know he's senile, et cetera, et cetera. But he's kind of like the old uncle. He's kind of likable, right? I mean, you, it's uh, debatable. To, no, yeah, you, nobody, nobody has a passionate hatred for Joe Biden. I suppose for Trump, there's a passion, passionate hatred, very, very commonly. He's a polarizing figure. Yeah, Biden, you don't feel like that. You don't feel like that, and and. When we see the gaffes, we kind of smile, we laugh. It humanizes him in a way. You know, it makes him fallible and it kind of makes you comfortable with Biden. He's, he's like a, a doddering old guy, but he's not intimidating. He's not threatening at all. Right. But at now, all. but the That's question bad is for the country, probably. But as far as an American, I kind of feel comfortable. I guess. But I just think Trump should focus on himself. You don't need to focus on Joe Biden. You Agreed. need to focus on what. how are you going to fix the mess that we're in. That's my professional opinion. Once again, I will let them know. <laughs> I'll tell Jared when we have him on. Oops, was I not supposed to say that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, how have I? And, uh, and the, Biden continues to do gifts. What Trump was referring to, he was at the ASEAN, I believe it's pronounced, summit in Cambodia. And instead of Cambodia, he said Colombia. Who said Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden. <laughs> oh so that's why he was saying continent, another continent. continent. Right, right, But right. at this global summit, he once again accidentally showed his cheat sheet. Once again, Joe Biden accidentally let photographers get a snapshot of his cheat sheet. What which did it say? I didn't see it. It says on it, in capital, in red, in cap, all caps, you, President Widodo and Prime Minister Kushida will take a photo directly before the event starts. You will sit at the center, front tables alongside President Widodo and President von der Leyen. Photos will be taken of the leaders. President Widodo delivers remarks for five minutes and introduces caps. You. You will deliver opening remarks. Five minutes. Then introduce President von der Leyen. See next page for opening remarks. So they literally have to give him. They treat him like an eight-year-old. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. But again, he's he's so not threatening. That's really, that that's that's what I get. But um, did you see what Mike Pence said? I saw that, yes. That's a big... It's really not. I mean, well, Trump fired th- shots at, at Mike Pence. He, this, is, this is, you know, he blamed him for January 6th. He did, yeah. Right? More or less. I mean, you know, he, he, he turned his people against, against Mike Pence. And why would he be loyal to him? But the bigger question in my mind is, who is... Is he going to pick as a running mate? Do you have any clue on that? I have zero clues. Really? Zero. And how? And, and how? But, so, so just so just to, to, no, no, no. to, to let the people how, know, yeah. Pence Pence basically said he thinks it's time for a new candidate. That was that was his politically correct, correct way of saying it. The question is: is does is he referring to himself? Do you think he's no thinking of running? No. Yes, no he chance. is thinking of running. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So when he, he says new candidate, he could be referring to himself. He could be referring to DeSantis. No, he. They and you specifically, know who, he was specifically replying. Do you think, you know, Trump should be running? Are you gonna? Do you think the people? You think he should be the nominee? And he said, I think it's time for someone else. In other words, anyone but Trump. That was essentially what Ben I said. I think they asked him actually, um, Are you going to vote for Trump? And then he said, What makes you think there isn't a better candidate out there? Something like that. Right. No, but no, he no, he was more more direct. More direct. He said, It's time for another candidate. Well, don't, you have the clip, don't you? I do. So play it. Here it is. First, I have to ask you, of course, about the elephant in the room, which is your former boss, Donald Trump, just announced that he's running for president. Will Heard you, that. Will, will, you, will you support him? <laughs> so now we got to skip, 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 because he, he does a really long-winded answer. Uh, our nation's been through a lot. Uh, the COVID pandemic, the riots of the summer of 2020, and of course, the tragic day in January of 2021. And, and what I hear people saying more than anything else uh, is that, that they, they want to see leadership that will look at uniting the American people around our highest ideals. Uh, I, I truly do believe that. And I, and, I, 
And I think it all begins with the golden rule. For us and for our family, we've, we've always tried to live by the golden rule, to treat others the way that we want to be treated. I don't think any candidate other than Donald Trump could have defeated Hillary Clinton in 2016. But, and, and maybe it's because of my, my uh, Hoosier and Midwestern upbringing, um, they often say to me that we, we want to get back uh, to um, uh, treating one another in public life the way the American people treat one another every day. And that's with, with respect for all viewpoints in this country. And, and I have every confidence that we'll produce a standard bearer for our party, whoever he or she may be, that will lead us there and lead us to victory in 2024. Pence is a, is a real mensch, I have to tell you. But listening to Pence speak whenever he speaks is, I, I have to put him on like one and a half speed. The man has a gift for Gab. Not oh a my, question. I don't know if you would call it a gift. It's, it's hard to listen to, man. Holy <laughs> he cow. He goes on and on. Holy cow. He doesn't stop. You ask him a question about the time and he tells you about when watches were fir first invented. It's, it's hard. But I mean, those are shots fired from Pence. He, we want to return to civility. We want people to treat each other with respect. Who is he talking about when he says these things? Yeah, I wonder. But, but, but just let's look at the playing field right now. You, you're going to have Donald Trump. You're going to have... Who? DeSantis? Maybe. Maybe. You know who else is an exciting choice? Tell me. Mike Pompeo. Nah. What do you mean, nah? Nah. What do you mean? Nah. He's a good guy. Nah. What do you... I'm just going to say nah. I'm going to keep I, saying I, I, it because I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I have I don't, nothing to back it up with. Nah, it's just not exciting. The election betting odds right now have DeSantis at 29.6%, Biden at 18 and Trump at 173 I've been tracking this for a while. This is the first time Trump is not number one. And it's also the first time Trump is below Biden. Since Biden became president, I've been watching the betting odds and Trump is now below Biden, which but is But to be fair, shocking. the man didn't campaign. Let him campaign. Joe Biden's on TV every day. No, but he was number one without campaigning for the last two years. He came out and announced his, his candidacy and he dropped. I think we're gonna Amazing. see I think we're gonna see those numbers shift around a lot once he starts doing his rallies and he starts really getting out there and putting heavy money into advertising oh, for sure. and all whatever campaign things that occur i think we're going to see a shift in those numbers i think joe biden's going to go way down and it's just going to really be between desantis and trump yes speaking of which so i do think the fact that joe biden is looked at like that you know doddering old guy i think in the world you know the the countries are not afraid of us i think that you know i think that with trump as we've mentioned in the past you know you had countries like russia like china they, they, they're imagining this guy with his finger on the button. I mean, he actually literally said it a few times, right? He said, yes. Rocket Man, <laughs> my button is bigger than yours. You will be destroyed. So now we see, you know, Russia invaded Ukraine. I don't know if you, you know this, but China has been openly talking about the fact that they're preparing for war with Taiwan. I know. It's a little troubling what is happening in China. <laughs> it's, it's quite troubling. Yes. yes. It's very, very troubling. And... Um, they, they've been telling, I mean, their propaganda to their own country is how they get ready for war, everybody. We are going to war with Taiwan. This week, interestingly, so we know, I mean, China's really the biggest threat right now to the world. This week, and we've covered this on the cast before, the FBI director warned the White House of national security concerns, once again, about TikTok. If you remember, Trump wanted to ban TikTok and yes, made fun of him. remember it clearly. Director of the FBI has now come out and said that TikTok can compromise the United States. Now, now that's not even talking about the dangers of TikTok as far as a social media platform. We've mentioned that before. And look, we're not here to preach to anybody, but I think we can all agree that TikTok represents a crazy danger to the young people of our, of our country. I mean, I, I do, I don't have it, so I don't know, but I, but... I hear from people that it is insanely addictive. Yes. And it's designed to be that way. Oh, it's more than that. How about this? It turns out, so this is owned by a company that's, that is technically controlled by the CCP, right? The Communist uh, okay. Party of China. And China, so, so now the, the company, I think it's called ByteDance, 
they claim that they don't give the information to, to the government, but we know that if they get re- requests for the information, they will give it over. But, but what are they allowed to take? Because wait, there's permissions. Before you, before you even get to that, Go. look at how nefarious this is. If you're in China, if you're a kid in China, you know they severely limit the amount of internet you can, you can use if you're a kid. Okay. Like the amount of time. Okay. They control it. If you're a kid using TikTok on China, the videos that you get that you could see are all like engineering how-tos, uh, all educational. How to build a business. <laughs> <laughs> How to work hard. If you're in the United States, obviously the videos they're showing you are, you know, we can't even Lounging really around, I mean, vacation. Doing less, cheating, uh, you know, all other... You're not, uncomfortable. What yeah, I'm uncomfortable because, because it's, a, it's, it's not a good thing. It's not... It's not it's not good stuff. So they're curating our content to be lazy content. And they're curating the lazy, Chinese. immoral, uh, illegal, you know, fostering more hatred, you know, anti-Semitism, anti-class warfare. They're, they're almost trying to turn this country against itself without firing a shot. So they're weaponizing TikTok, yes. giving themselves, curating their own content to be, you know, to, to, to develop their own country and using it to kind of destroy ours, Yes, which is, again, diabolical. It's diabolical. It's crazy. It's diabolical. I mean, look, just this week, there was a Texas man, uh, I could show you the video, a Texas man who was taking a selfie video. He got on top of a, a truck, you know, a trailer truck, you know, the back of the truck, and he's dancing on the truck, taking a selfie video, presumably for TikTok. And it, it passed, you know, an overhead bridge. The guy fell off the truck and died. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't call that a danger of TikTok. I would just call that a danger. I mean, it's the social not media. the brightest star, if no, that's what you're doing. No, this constantly happens. How many people, remember people falling off their balconies, taking selfies, and there's constant people you dying. You can't blame that on TikTok. You, you, you Listen. You have to have a brain. You have to be normal, right? If you're, t- if, if you're on the back of a truck taking a selfie video and you fall off, you're just an idiot. I, I, there's no other way to say it. So, but it's much more interesting to me about the, 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 how they're directing the content of, of different ideas to different countries. That's interesting to me. But I, for some reason, don't think that that's what the FBI is worried about. Right, you're right. That is not really what they're focusing on. They're focusing on that the CCP is going to get information about Americans, their likes, their dislikes, who they are, what they're doing. Technically, it has access to your microphone. It has access to your camera. You give it access. Now, of course, it's supposed to be only when you're taking a video of yourself or when you allow it. But we know that apps many times in the past have found, oh, oh, there was a bug and it was recording you. And that's that. That's frightening. It's frightening. It's that frightening. is terrifying. I mean, people have to know that the internet is not a private thing. Any interaction you have online is not going to be private. If you look at even right now, if you look at just court cases and what's going on in courts, you cannot imagine how many trials, murder trials, robberies, all kinds of things where they look at the person's internet usage and he cleared his cash, you know, he cleared his history, but they still have it. And they use it in their prosecutions. And they show, you know, this guy, his wife died. Well, you were Googling last week, you know, uh, how to bury somebody and never get caught. What was that about? Oh, that was for my well, cousin. I deleted that. Uh, why is it there? How do you have that? It wasn't me. It was my kid. You know, like. <laughs> so somebody came in and, and, and asked me for my internet. Uh, that's it's terrifying, but yeah, I guess you're right. Once it's out there, it just you can never take it back. Right, and we know the Chinese are, are gearing their country to be like the dominant force. It's almost like you want to just throw away your cell phone when you hear these stories. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> but we know, look, the Chinese people—they're—they're—they're they're, they're workers. I mean, we we covered in the last cast the guy who won the lottery and he didn't want his kids in China. He doesn't want his kids to not work, so he, he dressed up. This week, there was a guy, a Chinese man, he's 50 years old. He ran a marathon, full marathon. What is that, like 26 miles? What is that? You're a runner. You tell us. Oh, please. Um, I don't think it's 26. I think the New York City Marathon is 26 miles. I think they can vary in length, but go ahead. He goes by the nickname Uncle Chen. The guy's 50 years old. He ran the, the marathon. 
in three hours and 28 minutes. A lot better than ever I could do. Respectable. <laughs> and he was chain smoking the entire time. Wait, but why? Why would somebody do this? He was smoking while he was running. Chain smoking, not wait, just smoking. This is like a picture of him lighting up, yeah. like running and lighting. And he's running quick. Yeah. And, and, and I have to imagine his lungs are not, you know. Right. He doesn't have, they can't be in the best shape if he's a chain smoker altogether. You would think. And then why do this? I guess maybe he's just. He's 50. And he wants the attention. I don't think so. All American people are crazy. <laughs> no right to work. I run with a cigarette. The nicotine help me. Nic- nicotine helping me run. Since we're in Asia, I'm going to take you. I, I run a faster like a James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> he smoke in the movies. Okay, moving on to Asia in general. So there's this zoo in Sydney, Australia called the Taranga Zoo. And apparently the lions escaped from their enclosure less than two weeks ago. Absorb. (laughs) Have they not been returned? I'm assuming they have. But could you imagine that? Like, that's the scariest thing imaginable. Yeah. Lions roaming the streets is, uh, is up there. It's up there. Could you imagine being in a zoo and an alarm sounds, because they have an alarm apparently, letting you know, evacuate now, the lions are out of their enclosure. <laughs> I feel like the Australians really weren't that scared. Does that make sense? Why? What? I'm not scared of it, mate. <laughs> it's just a lion. I've gone up against lions before. It's not like it's a roo. Those guys can box. I'd be really scared if it was a roo. <laughs> yeah, we've we've covered the roos. Kangaroos are no joke. Yeah, they're scary. But that's not the crazy part of the story. You ready for the crazy part? So when the lions get out, there's a there's a alarm in the zoo. Uh, obviously, you have to let people know that you know you have to evacuate. The the lions are loose. Yeah, obviously. There's a bird there, and it's called a lyrebird. L y r e lyrebird. Okay. I'm going to play for you a clip now. Now. They got the lions back. Everybody's locked up. But isn't that an instrument, the lyre? Yes. So yes. maybe that's where it comes from. By the oh. way, I know that for, because of the English translation of one of the capitals of Tillam. Ah, very nice. Right? You're making believe you, you read Tillam? We all know <laughs> the truth. Davening. We know the truth. This one's in Davening. Okay, listen to this clip of this bird. Everything you're about to hear is just bird sounds, okay? Go ahead. Well, is there a speaker there? No. Well, who's saying evacuate now? The bird. The bird is saying evacuate now. The bird. It's like a parrot? It's it's a lyre bird, and apparently it can do very strong impersonations. And he's doing the alarm. Evacuate now. Really? Yes. (laughs) Could you imagine? Is that crazy? I got to get me one of those for the house. (laughs) I need a lyre bird. Pretty amazing. Wow. It sounds, it, it even sounds like a recording. Like a speaker. Like a speaker. Yeah. And and the Australians, like, be, it went viral, obviously. And the Australians are like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just a liar bird. What, big deal. You never, you never heard of a bird copy to a T, the sound of a PA system? We have a different culture. <laughs> it's crazy. Unbelievable. It's nuts. And moving to Europe, London, England. Apparently, you know, there's a thing now where they start doing uh, Christmas decorations early. I mean, we see it here in the United States also. Like, do you, did you notice that, like, nobody cares about Thanksgiving anymore? It's just like, they go straight to Christmas. It was always Christmas. like that. Once Thanksgiving comes, which is this week, really. Okay, but it didn't come yet. And everyone's already decorating for Christmas already. I think, you think it's changed? I think it's always been the same. No, I think and even getting earlier. Yeah, it's getting earlier. Well, and even people want to be joyous. I think no, I think let them have their joy. I think it's commerce also. 
it's, it's, okay. it's more money, yes, right? Yes, that's true. Once Christmas, you're in that, once yeah. you're in the holiday spirit, people have to buy stuff. Right, you start spending. Exactly. So there's this huge decoration in London that has these two giant Christmas bowls. You know, like the bowls they put on the trees. They call them ornaments, uh, baubles, baubles, b a u b l e s. I don't know. You're very well versed in <laughs> other reading, cultures. I'm just, reading, <laughs> I'm just reading to you here. <laughs> so two of these got loose. They're bigger than cars. Here's a here's the image of it, and they just start rolling down the street, no. wreaking havoc. Yes, That's, aren't they usually made of glass? Yeah, like yeah. would this shatter? It didn't shatter. You see it. I mean, we're going to post the video in our uh, in our WhatsApp group as we as we do, and it hits like a pole, and like the outer silver, you know, I guess it had some sort of silver foil on it, came off, and it just keeps rolling, and there's like just chaos. To ornaments on the loose. Yes, in London. Right. How they? What did they do in the end? I, they, eventually, they got it under control. <laughs> Well, are we staying in Asia? Let's stay in Asia for a minute. <laughs> okay. You, so, you, so you know the company HelloFresh? You definitely know them. Mm, sounds familiar. I get accosted bit. by these guy, guys in Manhattan all the time. They're giving me coupons. They, they, it's like they, they give you like fresh ingredients and then you, you make it at home. You, you, make like, you make like the meal at home. So PETA, our buddies over at PETA, they got in trouble with PETA. And you'll That's never guess why. The, the environment people, right? No, it's the, oh, the animal people. The animal people. Go. So apparently HelloFresh uses coconut milk, milk that, among other places, they get it from Thailand. You're not going to believe this, but they're holding it against them because they say that they're getting it from monkey labor in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not I kidding. believe it. I, I do. They, by the way, they've, they, I've seen them do really human things. Like you can use monkeys if you can get them under control and not get them to go bananas, pardon the pun. But if you can get them to like be civil, they'll they can produce. They're monk according to Peter, they're chained, whipped, and beaten oh, and wow. forced to spend long hours picking coconuts. Wow. Is that is it, this is like mind blowing. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you talk about keeping labor costs down. <laughs> they're probably paid pennies. A day. Then you wonder why there's no jobs in Thailand. Because <laughs> the monkeys are doing the jobs. Is that crazy? It is. And uh, it actually reminds me, talking about PETA, I was thinking about Rabashkin. And uh, I'm reading Rabashkin's book. I think I mentioned it before. Mm. If you haven't read the book, you must. It's, it's like must critical reading for, for any Jew in the United States or anywhere in the world. Because if you never read his book, you don't know. Full disclosure, I read the book Postfill years ago. Somebody gave it to me. And they were saying, you know, this is way before Rabashkin got in trouble. And they said, look at the Chil Hashem he's making. And I read the book Postville. And, you know, maybe maybe I wasn't supposed to. Maybe maybe it's Lashon Hara. I don't know. I, I didn't even realize what I was Planted reading. Planted seeds of doubt. Yes. In your mind. Yes. Reading Rabashkin's book now and reliving that book and seeing it from his point of view, it's crazy. The whole story of Rabashkin, A to Z, is a story of Dreyfus, the Dreyfus affair in France. Ah, I think I know what you mean. But for anyone who doesn't know, explain. Okay, so for those who don't know, uh, Dreyfus was a Jewish guy. He was an officer in the French army, uh, let's say early 1900s. He was brought up on charges of treason, and they had really no evidence, no nothing. It turns out he was innocent, but it was just pure anti-Semitism. And all, the, all those tropes about Jews not being real you know, uh, patri- patriots and, and the whole dual loyalty thing, all of that. He ends up getting uh, prosecuted. He ends up going to jail. I believe they put him on an island. And uh, it took years and years and years before he was exonerated. He was exonerated in 1906. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's held up as one of, you know, when people say the Dreyfus Affair, it's, it's a case of political, it was a political hit because he was Jewish. And it's very clear that that's what happened with Rabashka. And you think it's the same? Oh, no no doubt. No doubt. Same you, trend. Yeah, absolutely. And it got me thinking about the current climate. And we've been talking about Kanye and the Kyrie, anti- Kyrie and all the anti-Semitism and going on. And now Dave Chappelle. And now Dave Chappelle. We're going to get to that in a second. But before we get to that, it just seems like Jews are constantly, right now, constantly in the news are Jews that are not in a good light. For example, you heard what happened with the company FTX, I'm sure. Yes, they went under. Okay, so FTX, for those who don't know, huge crypto exchange. The CEO of FTX is Sam Bankman-Fried. You think he's Jewish? Oi. Yes. And this guy 
was like so public. He was so out there because like he was this guy who was, first of all, he gave $40 million to the, to the Democrats in the last election. He was very, very open about that, you know, people have to give all their money to charity and, you know, he wanted, it was, you know, he was getting tremendous exposure because he was 30 years old. He was, they were saying at one point he was worth $32 billion or something like that. The face of FTX, that's the what he was. The face of FTX, he was like the prodigy, you know, just the cover of Fortune magazine. He was at the White House. He had, I mean, as they researched what went on with FTX, it just gets worse and worse. There's nothing, it just gets worse and worse. Well, as far as being incompetent? Or, 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 or and was underhanded, it, yeah. Oh, underhanded. Yeah, See, that's yeah, a little yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had his girlfriend had a company that he, I think, started and she took over a company called Alameda. He was giving her money from FTX. This is his customer's money. Now, imagine you put your money into, like, let's say, an investment firm. That firm just took your money, gave it to this other company, and said, "Here, you go, go play with play with the money with your hedge funds." His girlfriend, who really has no experience, no no, no real financial experience, background. It's like once again, uh, you know, people are talking about Bernie Madoff, and again, Jews dredges up these old memories. Yeah, I'm telling you, once the Kanye thing started, it was just bad, no matter what direction it takes, because it just draws attention to Jews, and and we just don't need that. Agreed, because it's not going to go well. And I'll give you another one. Uh, you know, the Trump lawsuit, the Trump uh, charges against the Trump organization. And now you have their CFO, their longtime CFO, who said he's going to work with the government against the Trump family. Uh, he's been brought up on charges of you know, tax evasion and doing other stuff like that. Guess what his name is? Tell me. Alan Weisselberg. <laughs> Oy vey. <laughs> is he Jewish? Think he's Jewish. Yeah, one can only wonder. <laughs> you know, and, and this it doesn't is even not- matter if he's Jewish or not. How about that? Just the name alone is going to get us all in, in trouble. trouble. Exactly. Right? Remember when Michael Cohen, when he was going to jail, sure, and and, and they had a, a picture of him with his tallest bag going to the prison, and like the caption says, like Michael Cohen, lawyer, ex lawyer for Trump, with his tallest bag. It's like, oh, not a good look. No, not a good look. And so it just it's going on and on. But to go back, because you brought up uh, Chappelle. Yeah, I want to know. I mean, I think everybody has seen that monologue. Should and, we play a little bit uh, of it? Play a little bit of it, but I do want to understand what I want to I want to know what your take on it is. So the the, the I don't want to play the entire monologue. I think some of it's inappropriate, uh, but we'll play you just a couple of points that I think are problematic. So here it is. I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. <laughs> and I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that Kanye is how you buy yourself some time. I got to tell you guys, I've probably been doing this uh, 35 years now. And early in my career, I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. And those words are the and juice. I've never heard someone do good after they said that. <laughs> I grew up around Jewish people. I have a lot of Jewish friends, so I'm not freaked out by your culture. I know a little bit about it just from hanging around. I'd be like, yo, yo, let's go out after school tomorrow. They'd be like, we can't go out. It's Shanana tomorrow. I'd be like, what? <laughs> what is Shanana? so many questions. Why do some of your people dress like Run DMC? <laughs> he had broken the show business rules. Is this a rule? You know, the rules of perception. If, if they're black, then it's a gang. If they're Italian, it's a mob. But if they're Jewish, it's a coincidence and he should never speak about it. <laughs> I ain't got in so much trouble, Kyrie got in trouble. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie Irving posted a, a, a link to a movie that he had seen on Amazon. No caption on the post or nothing like that, but apparently this movie had some... I don't know, anti-Semitic tropes or something. It was some weird title, like from Hebrew to Negro or something. (laughs) 
And the NBA told me he should apologize, and he was slow to apologize. And then the list of demands to get back in their good graces got longer and longer, and this, this is where, you know, I draw the line. I know the Jewish people have been through terrible things all over the world, but, 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 but you can't blame that on black Americans. You just, you just can't. Well, I've been to Hollywood. No one's y'all to get mad at me. I'm just telling you, I've been to Hollywood. This was just what I saw. It's a lot of Jews. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> but that didn't mean anything. You know what I mean? There's a lot of black people in Ferguson, Missouri. Doesn't mean we run the place. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might go out to Hollywood and your mind might start connecting some kind of lines and you could maybe adopt the delusion that the Jews run show business. It's not a crazy thing to think. But it's a crazy thing to say out loud in a crime like this. So I want to know, like, yes, it's funny. Yeah. And a lot of people fall on different sides of this. Some people are screaming anti-Semitism. Some I'm people are screaming. People. But, but, you know, people like Elon Gold says, you know what? Dave is great. That was hysterical. And I would make the same jokes. Really? That's what he says. You know who else says something like that? And it actually reminded me of you. Because in the last cast, you said something very similar. And it's Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart, comedian who was on Colbert again. You hear, listen to what he says. No, very listen, it's, you're very generous. It's, you're very generous, I gotta say. Thank you. And there's a lot everybody wants to say now. Now, I, everybody obviously calls me and you say, like, do you see Dave on SNL? And I'm like, yes, we're very good friends. I always watch and send nice texts. He normalized anti-Semitism with the monologue. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if you've been on comment sections on most news articles, but uh, it's pretty <laughs> normal. <laughs> like, anti-Semitism, I mean, I, I, as you know, it's, it's incredibly normal. But the one thing I will say is, I don't believe that censorship and, and penalties are the way to end anti-Semitism or to not gain understanding. I don't believe in that. And I think it's the wrong way for us to approach it. Kyrie Irving, they suspended him from playing basketball. If you want to punish this man, send him to the Knicks. I think that would be... <laughs> funny even though we don't know anything about the Knicks or the Nets (laughs) but he he's basically saying very similar to what you said last episode remind me because I don't remember what you you were saying that you don't think that the that the right move is to just ban everybody and censor everybody and and do all these things because it's just going to make everything worse right so I won't speak about it I'll just feel it right you know we need to reach out in a more peaceful way I think and in, in a way that in a way that engenders peace, friendship, you know, good feeling, so that we could have a relationship, because that's what it is. And when you have somebody that is coming out uh, w- with hateful comments or, 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 or anti-Semitic tropes, what we need to do is just show them who we really are. I hear that. You know? Yeah, I hear it's that. It's like, how many times have, I, have you seen a person and you don't particularly like them? Very Never. much. <laughs> Never happened. This, so many times you, you see a guy, you don't really know him, and it's like, no, nah, I don't care for that person for whatever reason, right? And then you meet them, and then you realize, whoa, this guy's a good guy. Yeah. You know? That happens. Yeah. And that's what I feel like we need to do. We need to show people who we are, the kindness that we, that we do, the, the, the... Kiddush Hashem. Is, basically, you're saying Kiddush Hashem. Live, live with a yeah. Do what life. Jews are supposed to do. Right. Be kind. Right. Treat others the way you want to be treated. You know, just the basic principles of the Jewish community, and you will make friends. You will show this person, I'm, 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 I'm you. I'm, I'm just like you. I'm the same as you. I hear that. I hear that. And uh, Kanye, for his part, he's not slowing down with the anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you blame him after all this? A billion and a half dollars later. Okay, you want to see this clip or no? Go. Do you regret your statements? What statements you think you should be walking back? I what, mean, considering... What do you mean walking back? Well, you know, backing up off of them. I mean, the thing is, you've, you've lost a lot of endorsements. People are dropping you. You're getting, you know, vilified. You know, I mean, you might think you're right, but I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a whole world out there that's condemning you for, for what you said. Okay, so this right here is a chart of 
uh, Universal Studios, 20, 20th Century Fox, ABC News, CBS, CBS News, uh, DreamWorks Animation. Now the thing is I skipped over maybe about five of them because it was just unclear on this list. The red are the executives that are Jewish at these companies. That's so bad. Okay, so just so for people who can't see, what he does is he turns his phone around. We're going to put the video in the WhatsApp, and he turns his phone around, and he's showing an Excel spreadsheet, and it's all red, showing who are the Jews, Jewish executives in these companies. Now, there's a lot to unpack with that. First of all, he has an Excel spreadsheet on his phone <laughs> that, that, that lists... It's like which, a hit list. Is that, that, that itself is... Frightening. Frightening. Yeah. Frightening. I mean... I, I, this guy is total, total extreme. He, he, he's 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 gone DefCon. He's gone. Def he's gone <laughs> DefCon three. Def it is what it is. <laughs> Might Def be even DefCon four right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's scary. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. And and it's he's just making it worse and worse. Um, I don't know if you've seen. I saw a tweet and it said, despite being just eight percent of the overall population in New York City. Jews are the recipients of 31% of hate crimes, the largest of any group, which is scary. But just, also true. Yeah. Just this week alone, Yeshiva World pointed out a Jewish cemetery in Illinois, a bunch of the tombstones were spray painted with Kanye's, right? Yeah. That's where, by the way, that's the danger. Yeah. That's why you can't talk that way. Yes. Because it leads to people doing things that are dangerous. In DC, again, Graffiti that says "No mercy for the Jews" with swastikas, and uh, it, it's 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 getting hotter and hotter. It's getting scary. Yeah. So I ask you: Is it time for us, as a people, to get the heck out? Yeah, I don't know. Is that where it, you were really going no, with this? No, I was I was going to say uh, it's a touchy subject. Should we be talking about self-defense, Krav Maga? I don't think guns? that's the answer. You, first of all, you're not going to train every Jew. It's just not happening. No, but you could train some of them. But have you ever seen that happen in history where it's like a, 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 a demographic was targeted and then they all learned karate and then they just, the threat backed away? No, but I remember the, the, the shooter who came into the church in Texas and like four people stood up with their guns and one of the guys took out his gun and shot the guy in the head. And that would happen remember in Publix as well. It's not like people are like, oh, I better not, I better not target shuls. I better not target the synagogue. But they're armed everywhere. What do you mean? In Texas, everybody's armed. Right. So don't you think it's time to for what? the Jews to arm? I'm just saying if... if this is scary. I don't know. Why. We're going to get deplatformed for this. I'm just saying self-defense. I don't know. I mean, Jews are not exactly... You're asking me if it's, if it's, if it's an, a smart idea for every single Jew to, to start learning self-defense? That's always a smart idea. Is that going to help us as a people? No. It's not going to help us as a people. It's not going to get anti-Semitism to back off. It's just not going to happen. You want to know if it's smart? I think it is. Every single person in the world should learn how to defend themselves in any situation. Do you know how to defend yourself? Uh, I might. I might. You <laughs> want to? You want to come at me? Do tell. Do you want to come? I'll at come me? at you right now. <laughs> do tell. Do tell. No, seriously. Do you? You have? You have some self-defense? I have some training. Do you? I do. What about with about gun? You ever do gun training? No, no. I've shot guns. I went with you. Yes, we Remember did. We did that like, <laughs> that was like a setup five years right ago. There. That was a setup, bro. <laughs> you, but but of course I do. Yeah. I have videos of it. Yeah, that was nice. I was shaking like a leaf. You remember? Yes, but I was solid. You were solid. I but, was hitting no, no. him right in the middle. I was hitting him in the middle too, but I was shaking. That's a scary thing. Firing a gun it was is very scary. scary. And you remember the the instructor who was give, who was teaching us how to to hold the gun so you went and you did great and then i pick it up and i was shaking like a leaf and the guy's like you have to stop shaking you have to stop shaking and i'm like that's only gonna make me shake more just be quiet let me do my thing bro i was running for cover when you were shooting that gun <laughs> i did well you're forgetting i hit my once i got it under control my my aim was good my aim was true but i it was very scary even loading the gun we were using glocks and they were scary. You remember? Yeah, you have to like, load the bullets. And, yeah, yeah. You have to. It's a magazine. Yeah, it was scary stuff. Yeah. Well, we should do that again. We should. Yeah. I, I think they changed the law. We we so we just. I guess we could disclose. We were in Lakewood, and we just walked into this place off the street. You know, a gun range. Two guys off the street were just like, "Hey, yeah, could we shoot?" And they're like, "Yeah, no problem. You ever do it before?" We're like, Is that true? No. They made us watch a video. They yeah. made us watch. It's like a, a, a short second. safety course. <laughs> yeah, sure. you know five saying? seconds. You know, don't point the gun at someone's head. Yeah, that's that's all it said basically. Right. Then they put us in the in the in the range with a guy, 
And then they just handed us, handed us a gun. That's why I was so scared. It was, you know. It was too easy. Yeah. But the truth is, things happen at the gun ranges. They, have, they are very, very careful with safety. They, they, they were careful, but they weren't. But you know what? I also feel like they, they evaluate the people that come in. If you look a little unbalanced, they're going to be a little bit more careful. So I personally do know people who now, they come to shul, they got a hat there, they carry, and they, 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 they come to shul, and they are armed. And I know people who are getting them at home. Uh, people are scared. Yeah. I mean, you have to get a license. It's, it's like, it's very, a procedure. It's very hard. It's like, it takes a year or something. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. I don't have a year. Anything that takes more than 10 minutes. <laughs> well, I'm, that's for a concealed carry, but... I just want, let's say you have non-concealed carry, not even a carry permit, just to have one at home, just to be able to buy one. A gun license takes time to get. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, other Jews in the news, listen to this clip. This is Matt Getz, representative from Florida, talking about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who endorsed Kevin McCarthy. He was upset about it. Uh, but listen to what he says. So I think there were strategic decisions that were wrong. I think those strategic decisions illuminate a lack of trust. And whatever Kevin has promised Marjorie Taylor Greene, I guarantee you this, at the first opportunity, he will zap her faster than you could say Jewish space laser. And I wish that wasn't the case. <laughs> It never dies. It never, <laughs> it never dies. People are not. We don't get over this. Literally every cast, somebody mentions it. It's it's mentioned somewhere. Unbelievable. Jewish it's wild, space right? Laser. Yeah. It just feels like everyone's focused on the Jews. <laughs> you know, no yeah. matter we we can't we can't outrun it. And we're Kanye's, in the news. We're trending. And, yeah. And not in a good way. By the way, the the Jews was trending, trending on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Yep. So they asked uh, they asked Seinfeld about it also. They asked him, did he agree with Jon Stewart? Did he agree with Chappelle? And he gave a very noncommittal answer. They said, oh, did it make you uncomfortable? And he said, it provokes conversa conversation, which hopefully is productive. Well, I don't see Seinfeld as the staunch defender of the Jews. Sorry. Why? Because he's just not. Why? Because he's secular? For one, yes. Okay. And for and two? He's not, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, he's not, it's not like he's ever come to the, like, at, at the forefront of anything Jewish, ever. I guess. I guess, but it's it's not hard for him to say. He, he so he said uh, something like, uh, you know, I don't think this is the. I don't think it, it's something that should be discussed. He kept saying it's something that should be discussed, but not in this forum. Right. But when Michael Richards had problems, he was very quick to defend him. Yes. Right. Yeah. So if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Okay. And nice news in the Jewish uh, world. Coming off of Yeshiva World, the USDA program keeps co extra COVID era money for fruits and veggies. So the U.S. agriculture officials propose changes to the federal program that helps pay grocery bills for pregnant women, babies, and young children. That includes keeping a bump in payments for fresh fruits and vegetables allowed during the COVID-19 pandemic. Translation? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. COVID boxes. Oh, are coming back? COVID boxes sounds like here to stay. Really? Did I haven't you? had a COVID box in a million years. How happy did you just get? I got very happy because I <laughs> loved them. I know. We talked loved. about it so much. But speaking of produce, I learned something yesterday. Tell us. Did you know that the stickers on apples are edible? That's not true. Huh. To the Google. Fact check time. We haven't had a fact check this time. By the way, this was my exact reaction when someone told me. Because it's not true. Oh, yeah? Check it. I don't believe it. <laughs> just have to start being a believer. I, I should know better because right. if you're bringing up something ridiculous, exactly. Because I, I'm thinking that you heard it from someone who heard it from someone. I, I didn't fact check it. I'm I don't a believe big it. Fact checker. I don't believe it. I'll, I'll read the, to you. I'll, I'll read to you what it says, and this is from the New York Times. While the stickers that get placed on fruits and vegetables won't cause you any harm, it's probably best to remove them before eating. The actual paper, the actual glue, the actual printing, the actual ink—all of it is FDA approved. Uh, but it does say they are FDA approved, and you're right. And the reason they are is because the FDA realizes that there's a very good chance the that people will not see it. Right. Let's say you're juicing, or who knows what you're doing. Juicing. Oh, juicing the apple. Juicing the apple. Yeah. Or, or whatever. You're or so hungry. Them, right. That you just miss the sticker. But a representative from the FDA said. As these stickers are intended to be removed before consumption of produce, the FDA's review does not include the exposure that will result from regular consumption of these labels. <laughs> well, I don't see anybody <laughs> chowing down on a pile of stickers. You know what I mean? Not it's yet. not a meal. That's because you don't know how they taste. Right. How do they taste? I don't know. I have never. I'm, I'm pretty careful with removing the stickers. Though the stickers are edible, they have no flavor and no nutritional value. Wouldn't it be? By the way, 
that's just a waste okay because they should make them have some nutritional value and kill two birds with one stone and be like some flavor too i'll take some flavor, flavor in my stickers and put some vitamins in there yeah you know put the covid vaccine in but there. the new thing that's coming now is they're going to start laser etching the fruit really yeah they're going to start laser etching the fruit in a way where it comes off once you wash it because you can't eat fruit without washing it right. i mean you can you should but it's ill-advised <laughs> definitely ill-advised yeah. that's amazing and that's a good place to end. And as always, thank you to all our listeners. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Go ahead and drop it in your WhatsApp chat. Uh, you know you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Kiddish Club Cast. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Kiddish Club Podcast. Um, over there, we just post our episodes, videos, links, whatever. And you can always send us your thoughts, comments, and suggestions uh, by email. We are at hawk at kiddishclubpodcast.com. Uh, you can also now join our WhatsApp group. The link is available on our website, kiddishclubpodcast.com. Uh, that is the place where we share video clips, uh, exclusive content, and more. Uh, and, of course, be sure to subscribe on your platform so you get notified the moment we release an episode. Uh, don't forget to visit us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars and a nice written review would be good. We'll see you next time. Kiddish Club out. Well, first we got to talk about OTR. True. So if you're not part of our WhatsApp group, then you missed OTR. OTR is... Off the record. Are you picking that up? Because I'm picking that up. I forgot about that senior care moms but we didn't hear it last time so otr is off the record it's what is it i don't even know what it is <laughs> otr is us basically on zoom talking about stuff that we didn't get to on the podcast or stuff that we wanted to talk about that maybe we ran out of time or going through some of the mailbag and what people have been requesting of us right it's stuff i guess we wouldn't release yeah in, in the regular yeah we wouldn't release it for various reasons okay <laughs> we don't <laughs> want to get sued reasons. that's one of the reasons okay all right i don't want to get sued either that's exciting to me yeah because at least you know usually a, a candidate loses or doesn't win an election and then he's gone forever like you know yeah. like like a la michael dukakis <laughs> <laughs> Michael Dukakis. I don't remember. When did he ran for president? Yes. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.